Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new. And reconciled us to himself. And given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. In other words, it was through the anointed one that God was shepherding the world. Not even keeping records of their transgressions. And he has entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. We are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ to the world as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. So we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf. Turn back to God and be reconciled to him. For God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us so that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with Him. In other words, your Bible might say it like this. He who knew no sin became sin, that I through Him might be the righteousness of God. (laughs) That's an understatement. And the problem is, is that we treat it as an understatement. We say these things so many times without seeing the fruit of them that we just start to say them just as, as just a wheel that keeps running, that keeps the church train going. But what if a family, what if a family gets it? What if right here on this sacred land, Yahweh is saying, Son, Son, I breathe into you. You are the one thing I have desired. I'm calling, I gave it all for you. I believe it was Martin Luther that said, if, we, if I could just get this mind to understand the first two words of the Lord's Prayer, everything else would be simple. Our Father. Come on. Can we get some depth to the simplicity here? Hallelujah. Not. He didn't say, pray it like this. Yeshua's Father who art in heaven. He said this. Our Father. Our Father. He's revealing to us not just who He is, but who we are through Him. The righteousness. It's not... Because we... I believe that because the church wasn't willing to linger long enough, Ben, they read this and they said, okay, let's manufacture what righteousness might be. 
Let, let's, let's, create, let's create a program. Let's create a discipleship program that says this is how righteousness looks. And you get a people that aren't walking in that exact righteousness based on man's view of righteousness. And they've basically, what the church has done is repackaged righteousness and sold it to you. But what I read here is that I was given the righteousness of Christ. That that is something that was imputed to me. That when, when the Father sees me, He sees the Son. When He's looking at me, He sees Yeshua. I don't think y'all get that yet. I know you don't because I don't quite get it yet. By the mind, but by the Spirit, I'm starting to believe that we, through the one thing and through the faithfulness of this people, are starting to move into faith of knowing who we are and seeing a culture transform through a people that understand who they are in Him and through Him. And that they start to respond to that call rather than the call of righteousness. The law, which He came to fulfill, by the way. Listen to this. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. Listen to the footnote. This would include our old identity, our life of sin, the power of Satan, the religious works of trying to please God, our old relationship with the world, and our old mindsets. We are not reformed or simply refurbished we are made completely new by our union with christ and the indwelling of holy spirit or behold a new order has come (laughs) seriously like listen to this listen to this adam sinned and came short of the glory of yahweh in that time but what was yahweh's perfect will in the very beginning It was man walking in communion with the Father, with dominion over the planet. I'm starting to see Bay County. I'm starting to see 2413 Harris Avenue. I'm starting to see the Gulf Coast, the Florida Panhandle as my Eden. That a man in communion has dominion over the ground he walks in. That's how the, that's how it's, that's not heaven, people. That's heaven on earth. That's not, that's not your ticket to heaven. He didn't die so that our, that we live out of sin. If that was Yahweh's dream was that a man walk in communion with him, in the cool of the day, having dominion over things, naming things, speaking with his voice and calling things that that were not at the time as though they are. If that was his perfect will, do you think that Adam really had the authority to steal Yahweh's dream from him? Or do you think that Yahweh still has the same dream? And do you think that he was willing to give it all for that dream to be reestablished on this planet? And I think he's as disgusted as we are with religion that tried to repackage this thing and make this take way longer than it should have. I believe that we should be walking in something 
(laughs) that we had access to 2,000 years ago, but because of men who wanted to come in out of pride and out of justification by their ways, they came and repackaged all these things that Yeshua actually died for and was resurrected to give us through him, through the indwelling of Holy Spirit. They tried to sell them and Yahweh said, not yet. Close up their ears, close up their eyes. But all of a sudden, a people who were rooted in faithfulness in a man who came that said, I'm going to do things that I don't really, that's not fun. It's not going to be a good time here, but I'm going to break some religious things in the church and I'm going to come out of a religious system and I'm going to bring a family to a point, to the outer gates. And I might walk in a different way, but the family in the generations to come are going to see on earth as it is in heaven that that will be their mindset that their the garden is the goal not 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 heaven adam did not walk around the garden saying i can't wait to get to heaven he walked in heaven on earth he walked in his eden he walked in the beauty and and, in the glory of today of that day in the present world But even though we know these things and we say these things and we repeat these things, do we know these things? Do we we in here? We're on our way, yes. But we've said yes, right? We've said yes. I believe anybody and everybody that's in this room says yes to a new order. But let me ask you this. Have you said no to an old order? Have you said no to what held you before? Have you said no? Blessed is the man who walks, he walks not in. This is lighting me up this morning. I hope it's doing the same to you, but I... And I know, I know a lot of us might be on that path and a lot of us are, you know, his mercies are new every morning and we're, and we're changing and we're transforming. But here's my question. What does this thing really, really look like? When's the last time we walked by a man and our shadow healed him? When's the last time we walked through by a tree and it clapped its hands? <laughs> When's the last time that this earth responded according to the will of Yahweh through your voice? And we've seen glimpses of it and it's not all about that, but this is the beauty of this thing right now. It's, it's because of family. This is what I believe we are inheriting by way of One thing have I desired of the Lord. By the way of communion comes authority. See, a lot of people want to walk in authority because they can read words on a page and because they can have theology, good theology. They can have good insight. They can learn about the Bible. They can learn about what has been accessed, what we have access to. But outside of communion, outside of the relationship, there is no authority. There is nothing. 
I remember, uh, well, actually recently a friend, and if you want to be seated, you certainly can be, but not you guys. I'm sorry. You'll have to stay with me. We're still, worship, we're still in worship. We don't get out of worship here. I don't know if you didn't know this about us, but we don't get out of worship. Um, <clears throat> I remember a, uh, a friend sent me recently a, a text, and it was a, it was a video, and it was of Apostle Ball, um, and he was, uh, he was next door. Yeah, if you have kids, five and under, they, they know. I forget every single time, so you're welcome to release them um, next door. Um, but if you, but, but I had this video of Apostle Ball, and it was in, uh, and he's sitting over here in the sanctuary. He's standing over here, um, and I am, like, in between the chairs like this because he's, like, right up here. And he's here talking to my, my grandmother and Jean and, and Myrtle, actually. And Eva and I are standing there, and we're kind of trying to lean back, so we're like, you know, getting out of the view of everybody. But he's talking about, he starts talking about, watching myself, I remembered how I felt when he started to say this. But he said, he said, you know, I know in, in many ways, and he kind of stumbled a little bit. And the thing is about Apostle Ball, if you know him, if you watched him, sometimes he'll say things just Bam, he threw him out there because he wanted, a re- he wanted to shake some things up. He was trying to get a reaction. And if you came to him afterwards, he might have a different story to tell you and, and explain that deeper. But most people didn't care. They'd just take it for that and live. And it's out of communion. It's out of relationship. So you miss the whole. But, but sometimes Apostle would have to de- know he had to deliver some things that were true. But he knew it probably wouldn't be accepted by the culture very well and what he's sitting there saying is he said uh, you know in a lot of ways I'm no different than Yeshua and I remember like being in my chair and like leaning back being like oh God I hope they're not recording I don't want to be a part of this video and I just was sitting there like but he said in a lot of ways I'm no different than Yeshua he was a man I was a man like oh a little bit different a little bit different a little bit different and he's he was a son. I am a son. A little bit different, a little bit different, a little bit different. He has Holy Spirit within him, the Spirit of God within him. I have the Spirit of God within me. And what I believe he's, he was, he, at the time, whenever I, I remember hearing it, I was so kind of almost, there was something in me a little bit offended because I'm like, man, we're talking about Yeshua, Jesus, Yahashua, the, the, the Christ, the Messiah, like saying a statement like that, apostle. But I think that we, that one of the reasons to say something like that is because we don't really believe. For God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us so that we who did not know righteousness might 
become the righteousness of God through our union with him and and that through our union with him we have Christ in us the hope of glory that the same spirit that rose him from the dead now dwells within us and quickens our mortal body he's there it's biblical stuff here it's not blasphemy it's not blasphemy to say that I just need to get this idea our father that I am a son in this earth and that through Christ within me, I'm walking back to the garden. Not you. Not, not you. Christ within you. And I've made stupid statements before like, I'm confident in Yahweh, but I'm not confident in myself. Don't tell how soon that was. But if we're honest, a lot of us actually would, would say that. I am confident in Yahweh. I, I believe in Yahweh. I believe in Yeshua. I believe in Jesus the Christ. I believe in that. But me? <laughs> now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creature. It's not sinners saved by grace. It's beautiful. It's not greater than, it's part of. I don't like to hear people say salvation was uh, elementary. I I, I hate that statement. It's a part of the greatness and the glory, but it's it's not where you stop. Sinners saved by grace is nothing compared to born again. is nothing compared to Christ within you, the hope of glory. If you stay at sinners saved by grace, you're going to be waiting for the sweet by and by. And one day in heaven, I'll have Yeshua within me. I'll be there in 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 the glory of Yahweh. And we can just sit here in heaven and just fly around, float around. I believe heaven's an amazing place, but I believe that Adam experienced it here on earth. And I just believe, I just believe this. I believe a people responding to that call rather than the call of not sinning, rather than the call of not, not of, of manufactured righteousness and making everything right, but they're responding to, look, I have the righteousness within me. What is the kingdom? The kingdom is not meat nor drink. What is it? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. It's righteousness, a man walking in the path of Yahweh, that everything that he does prospers because he said yes to the new creature, the new creation, the understanding of who he is, confident in not just Yeshua in him, but him connected to Yeshua, meaning that I'm confident in who I am and know exactly who I am and the authority I walk in through communion with him. That if I ever get to speak at weddings, this is what I always talk about. I talk about in the likeness, in an image, Yahweh created both male and female. 
He created them because his true nature comes through the joining of the two. And so if, the true, if we are the bride of Christ, he wants to be one with us. So it's illegal for us in a day like this to say that we've said yes to a new order, that we believe all these things and that we are baptized through him, that, that, we, that we are born again, but not be confident in who we are. It's not right. It's, it's, it's the mingling of the seed. It really is. That's, that's, the, that, that's, that's where we struggle because we, we're okay with, with knowing this and even believing a part of it for ourselves. But there are some things I'm just not going to be able to get past. And see, the thing is, in a, in, a, in a house like this that has been raised up to know such great things and such glory and such revelation, some of the most dangerous things is, is to not go back and make sure here. Because we want to, we have to be, we, we're here now. We're here. We're here now. But if there's still some strings tied over to that side, of the old order and what used to be, I'm telling you, there is no way that you will walk in the fullness of the glory of the new order. And so it's worth going back with some scissors to cut some threads that are tying us to what was and to see what is because I truly believe, like I said, that this is holy ground that we stand on. I'm dead serious about it whenever we come in here, whenever we're just worshiping, whether there's four of us in here or there's 150 of us in here. I don't care if there's two of us in here or 2,000 of us in here. It's gonna be the same thing. And it's one thing have I desired, that will I seek, that I might dwell in his house all the days of my life. Because if that is, if that is the goal, if the walk, I told, I told Andrew, I feel a new tattoo coming on. The walk is my reward. Yeah, people are, my pastor already has a tattoo. He can't, he can't get another. Well, it's because you only know about one. <laughs> Come on, break the religious mindset. I'm not saying, anyways, we're not going there. But, but listen, <clears throat> listen. <laughs> Righteousness, peace, joy. Righteousness, peace, joy. Righteousness, peace, joy. Ben, I'm going to kick you off here, bud. Take that. Righteousness, peace, joy. Righteousness, keep saying it. Righteousness, peace, and joy. This is big here. So the first thing that we get of his imputed to us is righteousness, right? Is it our righteousness or his righteousness? His righteousness. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. So you can substitute, and this is where I believe the church world is, is that they've substituted a watered-down, Americanized version of righteousness 
And there, this verse right here, which is found in Romans 10, 3, it says, For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. There's no mingling of the seed in the kingdom. There's no, I'm going to say yes to the new, and I'm going to believe all these new things about myself because I have the evidence of tongues. What is the fruit? Where's the fruit? So, you, so you, you cannot say yes without first saying no. Yes and a no. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, in other words, for them not really understanding and knowing what I gave to them in the first place and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. There's your righteousness. Isaiah says he arrays us in a robe of righteousness. Nope. It says, he arrays us in a, ro- a robe of his righteousness. Of his righteousness. So who's peace? His peace. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. My peace. It's my righteousness. So if we start with the righteousness, if we start with the understanding that how we respond to this life is through his righteousness, the no comes a lot easier. Because then we come into a place of peace. That's not my peace. Our peace stops at understanding. His peace stops when? Surpasses understanding and keeps going and going and going. And the peace overwhelms you. Stop trying to define these things as what you see in the natural. You'll never get it by the Spirit. And then a little bit later, 1511. What's next? Righteousness, peace, and these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Come on. So my joy, my joy. If you need a little bit of a gauge to figure out where, am I, have I really said no? Have I really cut it off? We've gotten the perfect opportunity to check that one. We've gotten the perfect opportunity to check that one. When circumstances swirl around you, when things aren't going the exact way that you think that they should, you should see it as the greatest opportunity you've been given. Because if you are like Yeshua and you dwell, He dwells within you, then you're looking at this thing in a completely new lens. You're looking at this thing in a completely new lens. You're looking at every day as an opportunity to show forth the glory of Yahweh and get back to the garden. And these gauges can be righteousness, peace, and joy. Am I starting to feel an influx and a rise of peace in me? Am I starting to feel a rise and influx of joy in me? If not, it might be time to check what you have not said no to. 
Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight. So all of a sudden you start to be delighted in the law of Yahweh and you start to meditate on that thing day and night and night and day. That starts to become your life. And through the law of Yahweh, you start to be planted and rooted in the natural to a family. There's a, there's a reason the people that are rooted here, I've had people come in here and talk to me and say, man, it just, it feels so, it feels alive. When Apostle Aaron Smith was here the other day, he was sitting here and he stops me and he goes, Mark, do you hear that? And I was like, I'm sure there's something I'm not hearing that you are hearing. But what are you talking about? He says, it's life. And when he comes, what should come with him? I come that I might have life, that you might have life and life what? More abundantly. So I think that if we're going through and it's, and it's up and then it's down and it's up and then it's down and I'm talking to myself because I'm, I'm, I'm a man being renewed and walking into some things that I don't see yet, but I'm, I'm starting to get the tools and the, and, the, and, and, the, and the things to help me get to who I'm. We're going, the vision of this house has become the perfect man of what Yahweh designed us to be. Not to make sure that we all feel good enough today, that we leave here even if we felt a little broken and stuff, that we come in and we're like, oh yeah, I'm encouraged again. No, it's that we take another step in the path of righteousness as a family. We take another step into the path of righteousness. So we start to realize, I feel like that, that vision I had of the, of the, of the, uh, the lanterns, like the, the fogged ones for the fake, do you remember this? I just see this thing like the, the, the fogginess going away and that we're starting to become the clear container of Yeshua, that he is the light, that he is the life. And that life is the light of all mankind. Before the joy, it says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. He literally is saying, I need you and you need me. Yeshua didn't come and, and redeem the earth back into cosmic order right? If he did, then what's going on? He came to image forth what it looked like for a man to walk and do nothing he doesn't first see his father do, that he could walk in perfect communion. And then instead of having one man walk on the earth, he, Yahweh saw, I'm going to put this in all of these people. I'm going to give this opportunity to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. So you start to walk into a new, I'm starting to walk into a new revelation of who I actually am. That's why I say I start to see this land as my Eden. A family gets planted and rooted and they start to see that their leaves never wither. That everything that we do prospers. If that's not what you see today, it's what is available. Just because we don't walk in the fullness of the promise doesn't mean the promise isn't still a promise. <laughs> and that's the deal. We start to go, man, I don't I haven't seen it yet, so I'm just going to repeat it. Well, I see it. I see a need to go back to some of these stories. 
I see a need to go back to some of these verses. I see a need to go back to some of these words that Yahweh spoke into my life when I was a little boy. To redeem some things back to who, what they were supposed to mean and to get a people on a path of righteousness that looks like what he wants us to be on. Not to make people feel good and fill this room. Never been the goal, never will be the goal. Never been the goal, never will be the goal. The goal, Eva said it best to me. I think it was a couple weeks ago and I had made some statement about, you know, us getting quiet and be here and, 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 and that I would probably regret it tomorrow because I, I'm not, when I'm up here, I'm not operating in my nature. If you really know me, you know that this ain't me. Um, but Eva said, she got in the car and before I could say anything else, she said, I want to tell you, do not question or, uh, or, or, or feel like you need to go back on anything you said or how you said what you said today. Because of this, we're not here to grow people. We're here to build a culture, to change a mindset, to, to, to start on top of a foundation, to build that thing. And the worst thing we could do is sit here and think that that is all gauged by the numbers and that people feeling good and happy with what I'm saying, but rather, rather they're willing to take whatever Yahweh's giving us, even if it stretches us a little bit, even if it makes us feel a little uncomfortable, even if we have to linger a little longer than most churches and it doesn't make your, your, your visitors feel that great when you bring them, but it's real. And I don't want to get back stuck on the wheel that was. I want to be on the wheel that is. I want to be on the path of righteousness. And, that, and I know I have a family with me that is, that is in that same vein, is in that same path. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anything does not abide in me, he, cast out, uh, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. There's a lot of things that you've asked. There's a lot of things that you've thought were promised, and you said, but it's based on biblical knowledge of your authority, I think, that we spoke those things. But what I think that Yeshua is coming back, in coming alive in us, he's asking this, send that one up through me this time. with the revelation of who I am in you, our Father, is it God? Yes, but it is also, and probably more important to our minds, our Father. Our Father. Yeshua said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It's not Yahweh up there trying to smite all of us and find out what we do wrong. And Yeshua is there to plead on his behalf. And through my blood, you, you guys are okay. I'm going to cover you. No, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. In other words, Yahweh is sending his son to show his true nature to you. That in that, in that love you start to feel in Christ, that love as he comes alive in you and the joy and the peace, that is the Father within you. And that is what we are to, to image forth to the world. I don't believe that people are necessarily going to be changed by us living this holy, 
righteous life, but I do believe that people can be changed by seeing the joy and the peace that passes understanding that does not make sense to anybody else. So that's why you don't go out there and say, here's how you do this thing. Seek the source, not the solution. Remember that little ditty there I got in the beginning? Seek the source, not the solution. The church is not the solution. He is. So if as a family we come in and make our gatherings about the one thing have I desired, if we come to people and say we, we have joy unspeakable, full of glory, that we have peace that passes understanding, they start to go, what is that? And that's where reconciliation starts. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And then to return back to what I said about what Apostle Paul said. This one. This one, this one's a little, uh, a little wild. There's more fruit, but I feel like the four fruits that Yahweh's showing us today is righteousness, his righteousness, peace, his peace, joy, his joy. And then it goes into his mind. his mind the renewing of our mind but listen to this Philippians says this let the mind be in you which was also in Christ Yeshua who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God and we gonna uh, uh, I didn't hey this is new King James baby Yeshua, you walk in the likeness, image of the Father on this planet. On this planet. It is not about church, and it is not about just you, but it is about Christ within you, the hope of glory, and a good, good Father that desires the communion in the garden to be restored to this land. That seems really big, but the walk is my reward. It might be, it might be my little boys and my little girl that see some of the fullness of this, and I'm completely great with that. It might be my grandkids, it might be my great-grandkids, but this is the thing, this thing's about generation to generation and from glory to glory, and if all I am is the impetus, the start, the spark to get us to think like Christ and to see who we are on this planet, to get this globe turned back around into the full image and and likeness of Yahweh and how he designed it to be, I will be that all day. I'm your huckleberry. I love that movie. I'm sorry. That's not Christ-like. But for real, for real, for real, for real, for real, for real, for real. We are the image bearers. If it's not us, it can be the next generation. Or like Apostle Paul and those that came before him, we can say, today is our day. Let's take this thing a step further. 
let's go a little bit further. Let's start to understand who we are and respond to that call accordingly. Let's start to say no to things that need to be said no to and start to say yes to the fullness of who we are. Blessed is the man. Blessed, man. There's joy. There's peace unspeakable. You can't even, you can't even explain it, Ben. No, no words. No words. Full of glory. Oh, man, 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 man. I, um, now y'all know why I have the big table there. I, uh, earlier this week, kind of a rough week, it just, it's weird. It's a weird week for me. And I was sitting in here and I was trying to just, you know, hear from Yahweh and just like, you know, do some studying and, and different things and reading scripture and just kind of, I was on a completely different path than what I'm speaking today. I just, but I just kind of was like in it and just, I I thought I had this like really kind of good word that Yahweh was putting in me and I was so excited. And all of a sudden I felt Holy Spirit. I felt him like within me just start to rise up. And then I heard these words within my spirit, son, get up and walk and I was like Let, one, one more no, no get up and walk he said meet me in the pole barn <laughs> and I did I put my stuff down in a really busy not feeling like it week trying to do something just trying to make sure that I'm going to be safe today and that I'm going to you know be able to give you something and do whatever and I and, and I don't seem like I'd be someone that gets stuck in that but if I'm honest sometimes I get stuck in that but every time that I that I do that it gets completely wiped out before I get here so I don't know why I do it but anyways I walk out to the pole barn and I'm just I'm praying I'm I just say you know walk is my reward. I'm just going to be here. I'm going to walk. And he makes this weird statement to me. And I don't even know, maybe this is premature and I'll come back and say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't even deliver this. It's whatever, but I'm going to, I'm going to just, y'all trust me. I... <laughs> Do it. <clears throat> it's this, it's a story he puts in my, in my head. And it's after uh, the resurrection, or it's, yeah, it's not after the resurrection. It is after the resurrection, but people aren't aware of it. But it says, Miriam arrived back at the tomb, broken and sobbing. She stooped to peer inside, and and through her tears, she saw two angels in dazzling white robes sitting where uh, Jesus' body had been laid, one at the head and one at the feet. Dear woman, why are you crying? They asked. Miriam answered, They have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they've laid him. Then she turned around to leave, and there was Jesus standing in front of her, but she did not realize that it was him. And and I'm thinking of this story and I'm, and, and I'm looking at this land and I'm walking in this land and I'm, I'm feeling all these things about the image bearer and the dominion and Christ in me, the hope of glory. And I'm, I'm, I've been, I'm trying to, to process all this stuff is flooding through my mind and he, and he gets to this point and, it, and, I, and I, 
I'm remembering this story, right? She didn't realize it was him, though he was standing right in front of her. He said to her, Dear woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Then Miriam answered, thinking it was only the gardener. Sir, if you have taken his body somewhere else, tell me and I will go ahead. Then Yeshua says, Miriam. You see the difference? Dear woman, don't see. Miriam. Jesus interrupted her. Turning to face him then, she said, Rabboni, or Rabboni, Aramaic for my teacher. Yeshua cautioned her, Miriam, don't hold on to me now, for I have yet ascended uh, to God, my father, and he's not only my father and my God, but he's now your father and your God. Now go to my brothers and tell them what I've told you. Until then, I don't think he's even referred to his disciples as his brothers, but all of a sudden now he's your God and your father and my God and my father. father. Now go tell my brothers and tell them what I've told you, that I am ascending to the Father and your Father to my God and your God. <clears throat> so I'm thinking of this story and that's just popped in my head. And, and, and I said, I said, is, why did she see the gardener? Because I've read that before and I've gone back and I've said, was, there's all these kind of accounts. Well, she was crying. She says she was sobbing, tears in her eyes. She was turned around. She didn't see him. Uh, there's, there's, uh, it was very dark when she was traveling. All of these different things. But Yahweh said to me, he says, was it the gardener or was it Yeshua? Or was it both? Was it the gardener or was it Yeshua? Or was the answer to that question, yes? But what I think, and then she, she calls him Rabboni or Rabboni which is teacher, which I believe is, is, is showing that he is teaching her something. That he taught her that it is Christ in you, the hope of glory, before he even ascended to the Father. This is how he's showing those that follow. Do you not really think that she knew who he was? She had seven spirits, it says. Seven demons possessed her body, meaning she was in the Hebrew seven is complete. She was completely completely possessed by demons and he delivered her. She followed him. She was a part of a group of women that actually helped finance the, the, the walking of the disciples in Yeshua. For three years, you don't think she knew what his face looked like? And she mistaked him for the gardener. And I think it's funny, it's the gardener. That a man tending to the land with Christ within him That's out there, but, I, but think about that. Because then there's another time on the road to Emmaus where he shows up to his disciples. And they're walking this path that's 17 miles, talking to this man, telling him their woes. And he starts to reveal through scripture and through writings about himself, he's revealing himself to them here. It says that God hid his identity from them. Why would God do that? 
You ever think about those things? Like, what's, wh- why, why would he do that? Why would he hide Yeshua from him? I mean, it's the resurrected king. He was teaching them something. There's a teaching going on that I may dwell in you. And so he walks with these people. And I love the, the language where he's, they, get, they finally get back to the place. And, and he, says, <clears throat> he says, now I'm going to go to a distant place. And you can just see Yeshua like, watch this. All right, guys, I'm going to see y'all later. I'm going off to a distant place. You won't see me again. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hand. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's, there's something that's drawn. There's something about you. There's something about you. I feel like I, I feel like you redeemed me one time. I feel like the words you spoke in that, that voice there, there's something about that. Come stay with us. You see, Miriam, or Mary, your Bible might say, Mary, what do you think she was called when she was possessed by demons? Probably anything other than her name. What do you think she was even called when she was walking with Yeshua? Because in those days, though it was an honor to walk with a priest uh, in, in their ministry, not as a woman in those days. So what do you think she was being called? But what did Yeshua call her? Miriam, Mary. He calls her by her name. So when she, rev- when she sees him and actually sees him is whenever he speaks the redeeming word of Mary. I call you by your name, not what everybody else has called you, but I call you Mary. Again, going back to the <clears throat> confidence of who we are. Yeah. Mary. And now when are these disciples, when is it their eyes open is when he breaks bread with them. Remember, guys? You remember this? And they're awoken to the idea of who he is, the knowledge, the revelation of who he is, not just here, but literally here. I see you. I see you now. I see you. Was it Yeshua walking with them the whole time or was it a completely different person with Yeshua in them? Let me prove this to you. Mark gives an account of that whole thing. And this is what he says about it. (laughs) Then Yeshua took another form. (laughs) Yeshua was not just hidden from them through here. He literally was in a different form in the road to Emmaus. He walked as a different man. And I believe what he was showing his disciples, what he was showing his people is that what I am doing here is I'm going to go to my Father, that I may live and dwell within you through Holy Spirit. And the fruit of this thing is going to be righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Everything that you need, I'm giving to you. My imputation of these things. But we walk saying things like, I'm confident in Yahweh, but not myself. We are the image bearers in this planet, in this earth. Like, I, like we have got to see this. Either believe it or don't believe it. That's fine. But if you believe it, come on this journey with me because I'm going to this garden. I'm going to see this thing bloom because that's what my father wants. That's what he designed. That's what he dreamed about. Before the foundation of time, he dreamed about this. And I'm thankful to be on the journey. Come on, does that speak to y'all today? Or am I just, come on. (laughs) 
feel we've been more aware of what we've been brought out of until, and, and not as aware as we should have been of what we've brought, been brought into. We've responded, we've responded to the fact that, that we're the, the sinner saved by grace or that, we're the, that, we, that, that we, were, we, were, we were hopeless, but then he came, saved us. It's beautiful, it's powerful. But then what happens? <laughs> Come on, he comes to dwell within us. And focusing on what was instead of focusing on what is is like saying that I am taking on the new order while holding on to the old. You see that? See that? So I I believe this people is, is becoming aware through communion of the authority that they actually walk in today. Amen? Anybody have anything else? Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.